Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Well, good morning, Renew Life Church. Welcome. If you're at the Cole Theater, you're listening online. If you're on your phone later in the week, um, just want to say hello. Welcome. Welcome to church. And I'm really glad that you're here with us this morning. And uh, my name's Keith. I'm a, one of the associate pastors here at Renew Life. Really excited just to get to, to share the word as usual. I think I say that every time I get to preach, but um, I am. Um, you know, one of the things that we do as a leadership team uh, every week, whoever's preaching, uh, you know, we're, we're, those, we're those types of people that we, we kind of go into the, the closet, so to speak, and we ask Lord, the Lord to give us something to give us something to say to you, to get that fresh word, to get that fresh bread. And, um, and I, I just really think that, that today is just that. It's, um, it's going to be one of the, those messages that I, I believe is going to penetrate your heart, um, kind of just speak right to you. I believe it's for the church. I believe it's for the season. And, um, and, and I believe it's for the better. Um, come on, if you're out there, do you, if you believe God wants to get you to a better place, say amen. Um, if, you want, if you believe he wants to do something great for you, say amen. See, this is what God wants to do. He's always, he's always looking to take us up. He's always looking to take us further. He's always looking to take us up another level. I remember the Lord shared this with me uh, um, uh, three or four years ago. You know, whenever there's kind of a and I wouldn't say necessarily a hard word, but one that's kind of tough to swallow. It's not, it's not ever God calling you out, but it's God calling you up. He's never looking to call us out on things, but he's looking to call us up. He's looking to take us to another level. It says the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. And, um, and so today I'm just, I'm just believing that, um, that the path gets brighter, that, um, that we kind of move forward. Um, today I want to talk to you about keeping a soft heart. I want to talk to you about having and keeping a soft heart before the Lord. You know, the heart is kind of one of these, these subjects. It's kind of hard, hard to grasp, but many of you know what I'm talking about when I say the heart. I'm speaking to the soul. I'm speaking to that part of you that, that has that, 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 it's your thoughts, it's your will, it's your emotions. It's that part of you that, that is able to connect to God on a, on a really deep personal level. It's that, it's that part of you guys that that's, gets really uncomfortable when, when we start talking about lovey-dovey stuff. It, that's, that's the heart. That's the part of you. It's the, it's just look at, look at a lady to the left or right to you. They can explain, explain the heart to you better than I can. Um, but, but this, 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 this thing on the inside of us that we refer to the heart, the soul, God is very concerned about it. He speaks a lot about this, this thing we call the heart in scripture. And today I really want to talk about how do we keep that thing we call our heart, that thing we call our soul, how do we keep it soft? How do we keep it soft before the Lord? In other words, how do we keep our heart moldable and shapeable? How do, we, how do we keep the areas of our life, the areas of our heart where, where God can come in and when he speaks, it affects our life. It affects our heart. It affects how we feel about him, how we feel about certain areas. In other words, we have a soft heart. We have an open heart where God can come in and speak to us about anything and everything at any certain time. Do we have, do we have a soft heart? You know, one of the things I've discovered about the Lord is that he's always working on this little thing 
we like to call the heart. And so the question that I have for you today is, do we have a heart that he can work with? Do we have a heart that God can work with? If you have your Bible today, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, um, it says this, it's a really, really well-known scripture. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. That word diligence means this. It means careful and persistent work or effort. Careful and persistent work or effort. In other words, this proverb is telling us, we don't, we, um, getting our heart soft, keeping our heart, it's, it's not just a one-time decision. It's an everyday, every month, every single minute decision. That it's important that we keep our heart, that we keep our heart in a good place, that we're, we're looking over it, that we're careful about it, that we're persistent in keeping our heart. Because it goes on to say, for out of it spring the issues of life. I love the New Living Translation because it's written fifth grade level, and that's the only one I can understand. But Proverbs 4.23 in the New Living, it says it this way. It says, guard your heart above all else. Guard your what? Your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Check that out. It determines the course of your life. Many of you know the story in, um, when, when the prophet Samuel, he came to anoint the new king of Israel and he came to the house of Jesse and he was looking for the next king. And we all know the story about David, um, how he was out in the field. He didn't even get brought to the party. And, um, you know, Samuel was, was looking at all the sons and was like, nope, and not, not that. Lord was like, not that one, not that one, not that one. Hey, that one's really strong, dark, handsome. Nope, not that one. Like, go get that rugged you know, um, shepherd out in the field, bring him in. And the Lord said, yeah, him. And this is what it says in first Samuel 16, verse seven, you know, the scripture says the Lord doesn't see things the way that we see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. In other words, what I'm trying to get across to you today is the Lord is very concerned. He's, um, he's very interested in our heart in our heart. So today I want to title today's message, Here's, here's My Heart. Here's My Heart. Let's pray. Lord, we just, we, we give you our heart right now. Wherever we're at, wherever we're listening from, we offer up our heart to you. We offer up our thoughts. We offer up our will. We offer up our emotions. That part of us that you made, you made us with this heart. And we say just out of faith this morning, we say we want our heart to be after your heart. We say, come in and speak to us today. Come in and move in our heart. Show us the things that, that, that you need to show us. Lord, we say, we, we thank you that you're faithful. We thank you that you're loving and that we can trust you today. And so I just pray, Holy Spirit, as we read your word, as we talk around your word, that you would just lead and you would guide your people into all truth. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love this question I'm going to ask everybody this morning because uh, nobody gets out of this one. If you've ever lied to your parents, raise your hand. Anybody ever lied, no matter how old you are, you ever lied to your parents, raise your hand. If you're a kid and you're sitting in service with your parents right now, you may not have raised your hand, which means you lied. So go ahead and raise your hand now because now you have lied. We've all, we've all lied to our parents before, haven't we? Um, I 
I remember not too long ago, I'm pretty sure that I, I caught my youngest son, Stratton. He was just around four years old, maybe a little bit younger. I'm pretty sure I caught him in, in his very first lie, or at least it was, it was like the first of his top 10, you know, his first 10. Like I, I caught him in one of his first lies. We were, we were sitting on the couch one evening, I think it was a Sunday and, um, you know, we always have this, this kind of discussion every night after dinner, the boys want, the boys want dessert. Let's get dessert. And, um, uh, Natalie's in the back room and I'm sitting there talking to Stratton and Stratton's like, um, Hey, can I have dessert? And my, my, my next response is always this. Did mom say you could? Because you never know what your kids have during the day, especially if they come to church on Sunday, they get their donut holes, they leave with candy, they're going to have a popsicle with a neighbor in the afternoon, like they get their sugar in on Sunday. So I knew it was a Sunday, and I'm thinking, did your mom say, because usually Natalie's like, hey, no dessert tonight. So I say, well, did your mom say you could have dessert? And Stratton said, yep, yep. I was like, are you sure? Yep, she said I could have it. So your mom said that even though you had 8 billion donuts and a million grams of sugar today, you can still have dessert tonight? Yep. And then I hit him with this one, and this one always works. I said, so if I, if I get up from here and I go talk to your mom in the next room and I ask her if you can have dessert, she's going to say yes? And immediately <laughs> his face changed. <laughs> immediately he, he realized, oh, shoot, I could be caught in this lie. And um, it was actually one of the sweetest things I've ever seen because when I, when I brought that to his attention, I immediately saw this shift. This thing happened and I saw it on his face and all of a sudden he just broke into tears, just bawling. And he, he just looks at me, he's like, I lied. And it was so cute because it was like he didn't, it's like he had no control over if he lied or not. Like the way that he said it, he was like, I don't know what happened, but I just, I lied. And he was, he was so sorrowful and he was so regret, regretting what he had done. But he just, in a moment, I saw it switch. And, 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 and here we had a son with a father and he said, you know what? I lied. He was four years old. The reason I tell you that story today is because that's exactly what a soft heart looks like. That's what a a soft heart looks like. That's what a soft heart, that's what it sounds like. A soft heart is willing to repent. A soft heart is willing to change. A soft heart is willing to conform to whenever God goes in there to poke in and whenever dad goes in there to prodding. And whenever, whenever dad keeps asking that question, are you sure? Will you do this? Are you willing to do this? You said you, you said you made me the Lord of your life. Will you follow me? Will you come after me? Okay, well, go do this. And isn't it, isn't it like God to just kind of do this to you? I like to say it this way. He kind of brings you to that line of uncomfortability. He always does it. I, I, I'll just be honest. I don't like that about God. <laughs> it's like, come on, Lord. Do you always, why you always got to be doing this? But isn't it like him to have seasoned where he brings you up to these, these lines of uncomfortability, these lines that kind of scare you, these lines like, man, I've never done that before. I've never crossed that line before. And the question that, I, that I, I want you to address within yourself today is what do, what do you do in those moments? What do you do when you're sitting with dad on the couch, so to speak? And he says, are you sure? Are you sure? 
You know, when he begins to, uh, to do these things on the, on the inside of us, when, when the Lord begins to address um, these, these areas of our heart, these areas of our life, um, there, there's something that happens in those, in those moments that um, it, it's, it's kind of hard to put words to. It's kind of like you get this butterfly feeling. You get this anxiousness. kind of like your guts are just like all in a, in a tizzy. It's like, man, I just... I just don't know if I can do that. For instance, um, here's, here's an example. Whenever you feel like the Lord tells you to go and, and talk to that person in the grocery store and pray for them for the first time, that feeling, what is the Lord doing? He's bringing you to that line. He's saying, hey, will you cross this line? He, and, and he's he kind of asking you to, to go and do something. Or you get in these moments like we're having right now where the Lord is, is telling you, to, he, he's telling you to confess that sin that you've been hiding. He's saying, confess that sin to your husband. Confess that sin to your wife. Confess that sin to your friend or to someone that you trust. That thing that's in the dark, that thing that, that, the thing that's hiding within you. Will you let somebody know about it? And usually it comes from a, a conversation that you hear from a, a person around you or, or you hear the, the message like this. And what happens? This thing just begins to come up on the inside of you. This, it's almost like God is just coming and, and doing this to your heart and saying, hey, I need you to deal with this. Hey, I want, I wanna, I want you to, to, to deal with this thing on the inside of you that needs to come into the light. It looks like that. You know, when, you know when we really feel the poke is when the pastor starts talking about money. Whenever you're in church and you don't like when the pastor, whenever that, that money, whenever the, the tithe and offering message comes about, what happens? For those of us who've never taken that step in tithing or giving, we begin to feel, to, to, to feel that, that poke, that prod, that, that place where God brings us to that line. And the question is, what do you do when you find yourself in that moment? What do you do when you find yourself in those kind of moments? And I'm not talking about how, what's, the, what's the action that, that occurs after. I'm not talking about do you do what he tells you to do or not. Yes, that's, that's uh, definitely the goal. But I kind of want to back up the starting line. I kind of want to back up the line and say, in those moments, do you have a soft heart or do you have a hard heart? In those moments when he's really speaking to you and he's really talking to you about the thing that he wants to free you from, the thing that he wants to take you to the next level in, the way that he wants to bring you up and bring you out and take you to a whole nother level, not just for you, but for the people around you. When he's talking to you about those things, do you have a soft heart? Because what I found personally in these moments is that if I'll have a soft heart, in other words, when he tells me to do something, if I'll actually say, Lord, I'll do that. I've even told him this, Lord, I'll do that, but I just can't do it right now. <laughs> you ever had that, that honest conversation with the Lord? Golly, Lord, yeah, you're right. I should do that, but I'm, I, I'm not doing that right now. I can't, I just, that's, can you give me a minute? Can you give me a couple weeks? What I've found is that if we'll have a soft heart, let me say it this way. When we have a humble heart, we have a heart that's humble, a heart that's full of humility. See, a, a soft heart never says, I can't, I can't tithe. I'll never, I'll never walk up to someone in public and pray for them. 
I'll never confess that sin because if I confess that sin, who knows what will happen next? I'll, I'll lose my marriage. People will never look at me the same. Uh, uh, this, these bad things will happen. Can I just say all those I'll nevers or the, all those reasons why you shouldn't or you can't or you won't or you'll never, they're all a lie from the pit of hell. They're all a lie from the enemy because you know what the enemy wants you to do? He wants, you to keep, he wants to keep you at the level that you're at. He wants to keep you in the sin that you're in. He wants to keep that thing in dark. He doesn't want you free. He doesn't want you free. He doesn't want you happy. He doesn't want you joyful. He doesn't want you walking around making an influence in the, in the, in the atmospheres that you come into. No, what he wants, to, he wants to keep you right where you're at. And if he can take you even further down, he'd love to do that too. And what happens is on the inside of us when we begin to believe these lies, we say these things to ourselves, and we say these things to God. I'll never, I'll never forgive that person. I'll never do that. I don't, I, I can't. I, I, won't, I won't ever be that kind of person. I won't ever be the, I won't ever be the person that's able to pray in public. I'm just, I'm just an introvert. I'm just quiet. I'll never, and what if God is actually speaking to you? And what if he's calling you up to become more like him instead of more like yourself? This, isn't this what this journey is all about? We're to become more like Christ. We're Christ-like. That's what a Christian is, right? We're followers of Jesus. What happens when we follow? We, when, when we're actually following him, we begin to look like him. We begin to talk like him. We begin to sound like him. We, be, we begin to get in, into, into situations and circumstances and rooms. And people look at us, and you know who they see? They see Jesus. And what I really want you to grab a hold of today. It's in these moments when God begins to push us to that line, when he wants to take us to a new level. It's imperative that we keep a soft heart when he's talking to us. And instead of saying, I can't, I won't, and I'll never, you know what we say? Lord, I will. I'll do what you're telling me to do. I can do what you're telling me to do. Lord, I, it's, that, that's, that's a hard one for me. But if you'll just send me a couple more confirmations, if you'll send me a couple more signs to confirm that you're actually saying this, I'll do it. Come on, what, what, what was the story where, where the, the, the guy put out the, the, uh, the fur and it was, there was dew on the ground but not dew on the, the fur? And then that whole story, I'm a pastor, I should know my Bible more, but you know that one. What was he? He was asking for a sign from the Lord. He was saying, Lord, would, would you confirm this? The Lord is faithful to confirm. And sometimes we, when, when we we're, we're brought into this place where we're asked to do hard things by the Lord, sometimes we wonder, here's the conversations that happen on the inside of us. Oh, that's, that's not him. He wouldn't ask me to do that. Why does anyone, why does anyone need to know about that? Why, why do I need to be the one that does that? Why, why do I need to be the one that apologizes? They're the one who did the, they're the one who, who, who had the wrong, that they should apologize first. Why am I the, no, that's, that's on them. No, that's actually the Lord. That's actually the Holy Spirit. And because it's hard, sometimes what we do is we say, that's not you, God. It's not you. In other words, we're saying, that's not truth that I'm hearing. And what I'm saying is when we have a soft heart, when we have a humble heart, when we hear hard things, we say, Lord, that's you. Lord, I hear you. 
Lord, and just be honest, Lord, I don't know if that's you. So I need you to tell me again. If that's something that you really want me to do, if that's someone that you really want me to be, speak to me again. Show me again. And what I've discovered is we'll have that soft heart. If we'll have that kind of conversation, if instead of saying that I'll never, I won't, and I can't, we'll say I will, I can. When we say that to the Lord, what happens is that out of nowhere, you will see this in your life. I've experienced it myself. Out of nowhere, you'll actually begin to see yourself doing the very thing he asked you to do. It, it, it'll almost come out of, it, it, it will almost spew out of you and come out of you as if you didn't do it in the first place. In other words, you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength to do the thing he's telling you to do. You see, a soft heart, here's how I know, here's how I know this is true. A soft heart is a humble heart. You know what the Lord says about a humble, a humble heart, a humble person? It says that he gives grace to the humble. You know what grace is? Grace is the empowerment. Hear me today. Grace is the empowerment to do the thing that God has called you to do. Grace is the empowerment to live the life that God has called you to live. Grace empowers you. Grace is, is so much more than just a get out of jail free card. Grace is so much more than just a, hey, if you sin, you're forgiven. But grace is realizing that Jesus is so good, that God is so good, that he would forgive me of everything that I've ever done, everything wrong that I'm doing now, and everything I'm going to do in my future. He's that good. He's that loving. When you understand that grace, it actually empowers you to live a life worthy of the call that is on your life. It empowers you to say, God, if he's that good, I want to do everything he tells me to do. If he's that good, I trust him with every word that he gives me. I trust him in every leading that the Holy Spirit gives me. Grace empowers you. So follow me on this. You have a humble heart. He tells you to do something. You stay humble. Grace comes upon that humble heart. And when the grace comes, the power comes. And all of a sudden you will notice you are empowered to do the thing that was once hard. And the thing that was once hard actually becomes easy. Many of us wonder, we wonder, why can't I do that? And can I just tell you, sometimes it's just not as simple. When and what I'm talking about is whenever God tells us to do something, we know we should do it, we try to do our best, but we just can't do it. And I just tell you, sometimes it's a little bit more complicated than God just said it, so do it. Sometimes it is just that. Sometimes Nike got it right. Just, just do it. Just do it. But sometimes there's some things on the inside of us where whenever he speaks, we actually have to confess to ourselves, declare to ourselves, Lord, I hear you. That's your word. It's true. I'll do it. Sometimes we have to declare over ourselves, Lord, I don't want to do that, but I trust you more than I trust myself. Come on, here's what it all boils down to, people. Here's what it all boils down to. When he tells you to do the hard things, do you trust him or not? Because if God told you to do it and you trust him, you know this, it's going to work out for your good. It's going to work out for your good. It's not, yeah, things may get hard. Yeah, things maybe get worse for a time, but it's ultimately working out for your good. So I have these conversations with God. Lord, if you're actually saying that, 
I trust that the advice that you're giving me is actually going to be the best thing for my life. It's going to be the best thing. I love in scripture that we actually see Jesus in this very situation. We see him keeping a soft heart. We see him um, having this conversation with God. And uh, it's, it's, it's actually when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's praying to the Lord. He's about to, to, to get on the cross. He's about to endure the crucifixion. And you know what? Jesus is feeling it. You know what's happening on the inside? God is bringing him to the line that he knew. He's bringing him up to that line that he, he knew was coming all along, but he's actually butting up against it for the first time. And look at what it says in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. When he goes to pray, it says, he went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. What do we see in this moment with Jesus? We see Jesus keeping a soft heart. We see Jesus having a conversation with the Lord and asking him to help him keep a soft heart. He's literally coming before the Lord and say, this is, let's put it in our, in our terms. He literally came to the Lord and said, Lord, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get on the cross. I don't, it's going to be painful. It's going to be a horrible event. Uh, if, if there's any way, God, that you can do this a different way, if there's any way that this suffering doesn't have to happen, please let it be another way. And then you see the soft heart come in. You see the humility come in. But then he says this statement, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. I care more about your heart. I care more about your will than mine. In Remember, Jesus was fully God and he was fully man. This was, a, a, this was a fully man moment when he was being honest with the Father. And he did not do this, and he, did, he did not do this as God. That statement, yet not, I want your will to be done, not mine. He didn't do that as God in the power. He did that as a human. In other words, he showed us an example and he gave us the ability to do the very thing that he was able to do. Philippians 2 verse 8 says this, and being found in human form, he humbled himself. Notice the word. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. In other words, saying he had such a soft heart, he was so humble, he was humble enough even to the, to the point of being obedient to die on a cross. Not just obedient to death, the worst kind of death, a crucifixion. Can I just say, <laughs> none of us are getting brought to that line. None of us, God is not taking us to that line to the point of death. It may feel like it. <laughs> it may feel, there's some things that need to die on the inside of us. But Jesus did the ultimate sacrifice. He, he went the furthest anyone has ever gone and ever, anyone will ever go. And if he did it, that same spirit that was in him is in you. But I want you to know more than anything today, you have the ability to live with a soft heart. You have the ability to say yes to the Lord. You have the ability to, to, to do the thing he's called you to do, to do the hard things, 
And when you keep a soft heart, it makes it that much easier. So I want to ask you today, I want to ask you to ask the Holy Spirit, what areas that are inside of you, in your heart, that you might have hardened your heart in? Are there some areas within you that you just, you would say, yep, I'm, I'm hard there. In other words, you don't let the Lord speak to that area. Can I just say, I, I, I missed this statement. I just really, I just really want to say it. <clears throat> a soft heart leads to a surrendered life. A soft heart leads to a surrendered life. Well, you know, here's, here's the thing that I know about you. You want to obey God. You wouldn't be here if you didn't want to obey God. You wouldn't be here if you didn't want to follow him. When he tells you those hard things, I know there's something on the inside of you that wants to do it. Guess what? That's your spirit. It's the spirit inside of you that is redeemed, that is righteous. It's the holy, powerful part of you. And what you have to realize is there's this tug of war between that spirit that wants to do it and that soul that wants to do its will. Do what Jesus did. Not my will, your will be done. Have a soft heart. Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. I need it to be done. I don't feel like it now, but let it be done. <clears throat> so what areas of your life have you, have you said, I'll never, I can't, I won't. God is faithful to soften the hard, the hard areas in your heart. You know what he can do? He can come right now in a miracle and in an instant. He can change that hard heart. He can change that stubborn heart. Are there areas of your life that you're not letting him speak into? I really want to encourage you today. Would you just soften up your heart in those areas? If it's in the financial realm, if it's, if it's, if it's in that little, I just, as I was doing this message, I just draw, drew all these little squares of all these areas of our life where we're like, Lord, you can talk to me about a lot of things, but this one over here, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and keep that one. I'm going to keep that one tucked in the darkness in the corner. What I'm asking you to do right now, will you bring those out? Will you allow the Lord to speak to you about your finances? Will you allow the Lord to speak to you about your marriage? Will you allow the Lord to speak to you, here's one, about your hobbies? Will you allow the Lord to speak to you about your time and how you spend your time? Will you allow the Lord to speak to you about your sin? Will you allow the Lord to speak to you about your family or your, or your political view or, or the thing, those, those untouchables that are on the inside of us? They're the untouchables. Will you bring them? If if you, and you know they're there. You know what they are. This is not about condemnation or shame. This moment is about you. <clears throat> it's not about you really doing anything yet. It's about you taking the first step and bringing those untouchables into the light and saying, God, you can touch them. God, you can speak to them. God, tell, say what you would say. As, here, here's what happens. When you bring those untouchable things out into the light, you'll begin to read. Well, this isn't a Bible, but my Bible's on it. You'll begin to read this word, and that, that word, when you have a soft, humble heart, the word begins to penetrate those areas that need to be penetrated. It begins to speak to all those things. You know, here's one um, that I think is really, really hard for people. Are you, well, will you allow the Lord to talk to you about trusting people again? Will you allow the Lord to talk to you about getting in close relationship with people again? Because you know what? 
people, <laughs> people are hard. People hurt. You've probably been hurt by somebody. And if we're not careful, when we get hurt by people and we get hurt by people and it happens enough, you know what we'll do? I'll never let someone close to me again. I'll never be in a close relationship with the church again because the church stung me. The church hurt me. I can never trust. Yet you can't, we, we, we can't make those statements because what happens when, when we make those statements, we harden our heart to the things of the Lord. Our heart gets hard in that area. Our heart gets hard towards people. Our heart get, gets hard towards the church or whatever that thing is in your life. And when our heart is hard, it takes something of, of blunt force of, from, from God to come and break it apart. He'll do it. He's doing it right now in this message. He's faithful to come and be that good to you. But the goal is not that he comes with a sledgehammer into our life. The goal is that he comes in with a whisper. The goal is that we have such a soft heart and such a sensitive heart that whenever he begins to speak, it's only a whisper and we move. It's the wind of the spirit. It's, only, it's, it's, it's a slight, it's not, it's not a West Texas 60 mile an hour gust. <laughs> it's just a little breeze. And you feel him move and you feel him speak and you feel him do this, you feel him do that. And you say, yes, Lord. And, 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 and here's what eventually happens in our life. We get to places in the areas of our life where we have such a soft and humble heart that just a, a, a small little whisper will get us to move. It no longer takes, no longer takes dad on the couch asking you four times before you confess that you lied. It's the very first time. I think that's where God wants to take us. I think that's what God wants to do in us. Not, a, not only in this season, just in general. And here's, it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are, how uh, immature you feel or how mature you feel in the Lord. And guess what? There's always another line that he's wanting to take you to. There's always another level he's wanting to bring you to because he's faithful and because he loves you that much. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.